0: From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. So good to be back with you. And I have some wonderful servants with me and I am excited to introduce them to you. First of all, to my left, Freya Garindo. Hi there. Then we have My lovely wife, Emily Armstrong. Everyone. (laughs) Now, why do you laugh when I say lovely? Well, you
2: looked as though you were questioning.
1: (laughs) I was confident. Let it be known. (laughs) And then across from Emily, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. And we also have, in fact, I should have said, the new Reverend AJ Fry. Mm. And to his left... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> he just, wait, you just did the mark of the cross? Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> see, <I didn't, laughs> leave it to the uh, former right. Catholic <laughs> to know exactly how. And the voice you just heard is also the new Reverend Chelsea Fry. And before she says something, we have something to introduce. Nata did a great job, and I'm going to pull it up, and here it is.
3: Fun Facts with Chelsea.
1: I love it. That is amazing. You stole my voice. That's That's awesome. awesome. So thank you, Nata, for that. You will hear that on every episode uh, as long as Chelsea has fun facts. So take it away, (laughs) Reverend Chelsea.
3: (laughs) Okay, so did you know that tricycles weren't always for little kids?
1: Wait a second.
3: (laughs) The... The Queen, Queen Victoria, in 1881, oh, you know, that Queen. Ah, right. <laughs> she got very angry because this lady passed her on, she was in the carriage with horses pulling her, and this lady on a tricycle passed her. What? <laughs> Super tricycle. First of all, a
1: feat of strength. (laughs) You got two horsepower and just no horsepower. Just tricycle. Just tricycle power.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, so then the queen demanded that tricycles become a norm
2: amongst royalty. Wow. Oh. Maybe that's why those big old-timey bicycles with like the one penny, tire in the front. Are they called penny tube. farthers
1: or something Those like are
2: that? Yeah, so sure. would be yeah.
1: the, the <laughs> penny
2: I'm ready. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of this conversation. So,
3: every, the next time you're riding a tricycle, just think you're royalty. Wear a crown while you ride a tricycle
1: It's all about your attitude (laughs) (laughs) Last time you rode a tricycle Uh, uh, Sadly It's been recent
3: (laughs) (laughs) I rode one in college They put the drunk goggles on you And made you drive in a yeah, yeah. That was really hard Did you crash? Obviously
1: (laughs) I'm even wondering if Freya knows what the drunk goggles are I mean, can you imagine what those would be? (laughs) Okay, well, we are off the rails. (laughs) We are off the rails right now. Um, So here's what we're going to talk about today. It's actually a continuation of last episode. Now, if you remember from last episode, we talked about language learning. This is something near and dear to our hearts as missionaries. I loved our conversation about it, but we didn't get through the article that we were touching on. That is an article from Joey Shaw, and he talked about how to stay motivated in language learning. I think that's important. Last episode, we really talked about why it's important, but how can we just not give up? How can we stay motivated? Now, last time we touched on one of them one of the the four suggestions that he has for staying motivated and it was evaluating your motives we did touch on that but aj you had something else you wanted to say regarding that correct i think that's important to evaluate your
0: motives especially in that because like the article mentioned like it's very easy to get discouraged when doing language learning especially when it gets difficult and you feel like you've hit a wall but i think like there are a lot of negative things that were persuade could persuade somebody to not continue learning a language but to really have a firm grasp on why you're learning that language can really help you he mentioned in that section idolatry like you could you're looking up to to someone else's excellent language or the things that they're able to accomplish because they know this language and that could be discouraging and be be a problem but i think there are lots of other ways that you could get discouraged but why are you learning this language in the first place if it's just for fun then that might not be enough motivation Mm -hmm. to to keep you going but if it's because you have to survive like in in our case (laughs) Then that's a bigger motivation to to keep going.
1: That kind of connected with another one that he had. He talked about another reason we should stay motivated is dreaming about using our new words or our new language, even the little uh, little amount that we speak, to persuade others to follow Christ. That seems to be a good motive. Sure. Yeah. Um, another motive, you know that would not be great, would be so people would recognize us. Or uh, I think he even mentioned so that our donors know that it's worth it to send us Mm -hmm. out here. And I mean, I guess that's kind of a good motivation in some ways, but that's not the, the true motive. We as missionaries are learning this language in order to impact others or so that Christ can impact others through us.
2: And I think that goes to like... I don't know, like, when you're going to apply for any job in the world, a secular job, like, there's a profile that you have to fit. You're not going to be able to get the business job if you don't know business and you're not going to be able to work in agriculture if you don't know agriculture. And like, there's certain things that you have to know. And if you don't know them, then you get training and you become better in it. And that's how you continue to make that craft better. And I really think language learning is one of those pieces of missionary profile. I know for me, when I meet missionaries that kind of are fine with just sitting back on the, well, we don't really learn it all the way or we can, we're fine because so many people speak our language and so we can get through the bilingual stuff enough. I think there's a lot of like the motivation needs to be because like God's called us to this. Mm -hmm. This is a piece of what I am going to do with my life. And in order to be more effective as a missionary, I recognize that means learning a language, not just like finding pockets of people that I can engage with that are in my own language. Mm -hmm. And like you wouldn't, be able to get that far in any other job. So I think it's interesting sometimes when we think that missionaries don't have to engage in language learning or or continue pushing themselves. And I speak as somebody that's been on the field for 15 years, and there are still times that, you know, I'll sit and I know there's something that I'm saying wrong grammatically, or um it just, the word doesn't come out right. And it's easy for me to be like, ah, oh, you know what I'm saying. But like, every time I say, you know what I'm saying, like it catches me of like, But I need to learn that. Like, I've been doing it for 15 years, but I still need to learn it and not just sit back on the, well, it's okay. People understand.
1: Hey, so full disclosure, we just took a break because we had some friends and fellow missionaries visit us, and I decided instead of all the pleasantries, let's usher them directly in (laughs) to our professional studio, as you guys can see, with uh, the four mattresses up, and uh, yeah, so it does not look very professional, but it works for us. I almost feel like it gives us credence as missionaries, right? We're we're doing this whole podcast. So I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Officially, I I think you're not serving as missionaries right now, but you guys have been missionaries, used to live in this house in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. For those who don't know, that's where we are recording this. So let's start with Dan. Would you tell sure. us?
4: My name is uh, Dan Lepley, and uh, we served here as missionaries from 2007 to 2011. Um, we left for a couple years. Now we're back in the Dominican Republic living. Uh, well, my wife teaches at a school. Yeah, and you are a pilot. I'm as a pilot well. for JetBlue, so I can live anywhere, and here we are in the Dominican. <laughs> Might as well be Dominican Republic, because it's in your soul, man.
1: That's right. Amen. That's
4: awesome.
5: Clayton. and um, My name is Clayton. I am a sophomore at Trevecca Nazarene University, and I love the Dominicans, so I get down here as much as I can. That's awesome. How
1: old are you now? I am 20. 20. Yeah. Do you have, like, a memory, like, just a, a I don't know, you probably have tons, but what's a favorite memory from the DR? I think the last memory I have from before we left
5: was we were running out here in the uh, moss-covered uh, concrete yes. that we have out here and uh, actually fell and got a rock stuck in my hand. Oh, it and it so came cool. out like two or three months later when we were back in the States. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> two or <laughs> three months? It was like this little tiny pebble. Just one day we were driving in the car in the States and I like squeezed it and it just popped out. <laughs> it was
1: in there embedded for three months. <laughs> Impressive. That's not what I expected.
2: <laughs> but but that moss awesome. is slippery. Yeah. And we
5: used to you
1: know, run around out there as kids and stuff.
2: Right. So it it's really fun. Yeah.
1: There are fewer mangoes, sadly, than when mm. you guys were here. Our dogs you know. ate them all. Yeah. Our, dog, our dog wants to and then gets sick. Yeah. So. Okay, And then, to my right, because we've all switched everything around at
6: the time. Um, I'm Erin. I'm about to graduate high school, which I'm so excited about. (laughs) I'm going to go to Trevecca with Clayton. So we'll be college mates. (laughs) I'm so excited for
1: that. Was that a motivation, obviously, to go to the same school?
6: Yes.
1: (laughs) And let me ask, Clayton, what are you studying? I'm studying music business in Nashville. So, music business in Nashville. So it's a great place No for better place, place right? No, nah, I love it there. And what will you be studying, or for now, at least?
6: Um, I'm going to start off with nursing, and I want to become a midwife eventually, so...
1: That's outstanding. Cool. Yeah. You're looking at a fellow nurse over there. So <laughs> Emily, Emily studied nursing as well. So, let's dive back into the topic and I know this is pretty new for you guys, <laughs> but we're talking about language learning. We're talking about what's what keeps us motivated. We're using an article by Joey Shaw that talks about, hey, remember your motivation. Your motivation isn't to impress people. It's so that other people would be impacted, if you're talking about missionaries, at least learning a language, so that other people would be impacted by Christ, right? And through your language, you're able to pray with people, able to speak with people, able to influence them. And uh, so let's continue talking. I think, Emily, didn't you want to talk about his uh, fourth, which is pray for more love. That's a, a way to have more motivation in language learning.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that he said is that we need to learn the language out of love for the people, Um, that it's not just about me. And I think sometimes when we learn language, it's about how I can be better at it and how I can communicate better and what I get out of it and the relationships that I have. Uh, But to flip it kind of on its side of saying, well, this is out of love for people. That was kind of a new concept of something that I hadn't necessarily Thought about, and even when I was thinking about my own language learning, I thought about how we were in school for five months, and um, I c- continued to push myself because I was learning alongside Scott. And uh, Scott is a very hard student. Like he believes in studying and, and he's got a very good way about him of wanting things to be as good as they possibly can be. And uh, so being alongside somebody like that and desiring to to kind of compliment him and the things that he desired to do were, were something that just motivated me personally as well. And I think language learning in general is easier when you're doing it with somebody else, as opposed to just by yourself. I think when you're by yourself, it would be really easy to kind of give up on it. But like doing it with somebody is, is a better motivation.
1: So pray for more love. Like, sometimes in language learning, I don't know that that comes out, right? Like, not loving the language, but actually saying, oh, what's going to get me through is that I love these people. The way that I'll be able to show that, a big way,
2: is through language. Do you guys have any thoughts about that? I kind of want to know from Aaron or Clayton, how old were you when you moved to the Dominican? I think...
5: I turned eight a month after we got here. You eight. And so, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so you were six, five. Yeah. So, like, did you ever think about learning Spanish? Like, at eight, maybe you might have had an experience where it was hard to communicate in the beginning. Or did you ever, do you remember feeling uncomfortable in language at all?
5: It was kind of frustrating because you couldn't communicate. And so, like, it was more of, I guess, necessity to be able to, like, thrive here and to be able to live here to learn it because of not, like, you don't really have an opportunity to get to know the other people that are here. Like, Speaking English, we can talk to all the Americans, but mm-hmm. that's about as far as you can get aside from the resorts. And so if you want to talk to especially the poor people that don't
1: necessarily have the opportunity to learn English, you have to go to them with Spanish. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Let's be honest. Did you guys pick up Spanish more quickly than your parents? Absolutely. I did. <laughs> did. I was the first one. You were the yeah. first one? It was very normal for yeah. you. I mean, we've talked even in the, in the previous episode how age does make a difference. There, there's no fear yeah. for, the, for the young kids. When they get out on the street and just start talking, Where us as adults are like, I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and we even say, I don't even, I don't want to sound like a baby or I don't want to sound like a kid. When really the best way to learn is to just be a child. Like to really just say, I'm going to mess up. And I mean, kids do that all the time, but they don't think about it. They don't care
4: about it. Yeah. Because there were times where we would go to school for like two months and we'd come back and Aaron's talking in phrases. Mm. And we're like, where'd you learn that? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: She's like, the why don't you know this? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind
1: of fascinated as well, taking advantage of the fact that you guys are here. After you were outside of the DR, did you lose any of your Spanish?
2: Oh, yeah, uh, 100%. Definitely.
1: Oh,
5: you just did? Just because you don't have a like a way to use it often. Right. And it's definitely the Spanish that you do use there is like in Spanish class in high school and stuff. So it's, it's nowhere near Caribbean Spanish. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. True. So it's very formal and stuff. And so just that. You just don't use it as much and so you lose it. Right. Which is sad.
2: So, Aaron, did you feel like that was the same for you since you were a little bit younger when you learned the language? Um, Yeah. I
6: really knew it whenever I lived here. But then once I went back to the States, I got made fun of for knowing Spanish. Mm. And so then I just like put it off and like wouldn't speak it for five years that I lived there. So then I like, whenever we came back, I like knew some. Of what people were saying, but, like, since I didn't use my Spanish, it was just kind of like, I have no idea what to say or, mm. like, how to converse with you guys. So it was just a struggle. Yeah. And I kind of wish that I wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. like, looking back on it, because I could have had a lot of Spanish or like, I could have learned
2: a lot and used it even though I, like, put it away.
1: It yeah. might have opened other doors, even where you were living in the yeah. United States.
2: Do you think when you go back to the States now that you're going to start school are you going to try to be intentional about keeping up your Spanish now that you know, like you know both sides of the story now? Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's cool. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And you can get
1: an easy minor.
2: Definitely. That's what
6: I'm looking forward to.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I can take these classes and get an A. That's awesome. Well, we're going to transition and this is probably what our listeners have been most looking forward to. It's
2: what Freya's been most looking forward to. Because I want to laugh. Yes.
1: (laughs) So we're going to now, we've talked about why we should learn language. We've talked about how we can learn language. That was in our last episode. Now, this episode We've talked about motivations for not giving up, but now it's time for us to tell stories and make fun of ourselves. <laughs> when have we messed up using language? Now, for all of us, I think it's Spanish English. You know, I, maybe there's another another language represented too—gibberish, perhaps. <laughs> um, but I want—I just want to hear. I, I know I have several, and I can start. But yeah, you, you, you teased the story yeah. last time. Okay, so I need I need to tell this this story. All right. So we're in Guatemala, and I remember that we've learned from Dr. Charles Gailey, who is an anthropologist and a Nazarene missionary, and then he was my professor in seminary. And he would always say, you must use the little language that you have. Do not rely on English. Do not rely on your mother tongue. Even if they ask you to teach, even if they ask you to pray, even if they ask you to do anything and you don't know much, use the little amount of language that you know. And so I was like, this was echoing in my mind. This was the second month that we were here, that we were in Guatemala at that time. And all of a sudden, I realized I was not understanding a lot of the sermon. But at the end of the sermon, I realized that the pastor was gesturing for me to come up. And he said, we have a missionary here. And what a privilege. We want him to pray after the dedication of this baby." And so he had done the dedication for the baby, but he said, well, how special would it be to have a missionary? The prayer of dedication. So pray for this baby. And so I had to first go up there, and in my broken Spanish, I'm trying to figure out with him. The whole congregation is waiting. The mom is there with, with the baby, you know. And I'm just like, okay, what am I doing? And so I finally realized that's what he wanted me to do. And echoing in my mind was, You have to use the language you know. I didn't know anything. (laughs) And so anyway, I took the baby in my arms and I just, with all the passion in me, I just said, Senor, baby, (laughs) which means Lord, baby. (laughs) And then I said, Senor. Ayuda, baby, which means help, baby. <laughs> and then I repeated that. Señor, ayuda, baby. I did it with more passion. And then I said, amen. <laughs> amen. And I like opened my eyes and the whole congregation was like, <laughs> looking at me like what is going on and the pastor was like we might need to redo that no. I, I, but, but the mom was Does like anybody else want yeah yeah <laughs> but I looked over at the mom and she's just like that was really meaningful at least that's how I interpreted it <laughs> she
2: it's, was crying but it was she was, was, yeah.
1: she <laughs> was <laughs> were not tears yeah. of joy no. she <laughs> was deeply moved but she I don't was know was praying for the missionary <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: <exactly. laughs>
1: exactly so that was one of my stories of many does anybody else have one chelsea come on i know chelsea, you have a few you have a bunch
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well chelsea like I... pulls out her deck of cards like yes. which one would you
3: <laughs> do you want a recent one or a further away one
2: do you have a
1: recent one
3: yeah like the yesterday yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday awesome okay
3: so yesterday i met a new friend her name is diana very nice lady and she is married to our electrician on our work site. So I know the electrician pretty well. His name's Samuel. And I assumed that they were similar ages. <laughs> and someone's probably, how old do you think, AJ? Like 28, probably?
0: Yeah, that's probably fair.
3: Okay. So I was assuming she was maybe a couple of years younger, but not much. And. I'm talking to her and I'm trying to use my Spanish. She doesn't speak any English. And so I'm like asking her, like, what's your full name? You know, trying to like extend the conversation in the realm that I can extend it in. What's your favorite color? (laughs) 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 We're adults and I'm asking about colors. Um, And so finally I was like, so what do you do for a living? What's your work? And she said, "I, I don't work. I'm in... University. The English would be university. And I responded, oh, so what year in high school are you? (laughs) Because in Spanish, the word for high school is colegio, which sounds like college. And so Mm. in my brain, I switched them. And she was like, (laughs) I'm not that young. Like, I know I look at, like she was kind of like taken aback. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, Cause she doesn't speak any English. So she doesn't get the correlation. Yeah, at yeah. All. You
1: can explain it to her, but yeah. she's not. Gonna...
3: Yeah. So finally I was like, I'm so sorry. You just look so young. I just thought that you were in high school. And She goes, "What do you think about some well marrying someone from high school?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's not her. Her. This is, Let's just change topics. What's You're
2: your favorite color? <laughs> do you have any pets?
1: That's awesome.
2: Anybody else? I remember when I was in language school, I was talking to my teacher and the way that we did language school was one on one with one teacher. And so we learned the language by just having conversations. Basically, like we would talk through some of the grammar and things, but I think I had been in school for maybe 10 weeks. So I had enough vocabulary that we were talking about just like things that we liked or something. I can't remember why the context of the conversation was there, but she had a glass of tea, but um, like she had a glass of tea. It wasn't in a mug and it was hot tea. And for me, I was like, wow, that's a glass of tea. You know, that's really interesting. And, and um, she said, well, don't you drink tea in the United States? And I said, yeah, we drink tea. But if it was in a glass, it would be like iced tea or sun tea. And she said, sun tea. I've never heard of sun tea. And this whole conversation is in Spanish. And like, I know that we're communicating. I'm figuring it out. She goes, well, tell me, what is sun tea? How do you make sun tea? Like she's imagining like tea made out of the sun, you know, is what she's got going through her mind. So I'm trying to come up with the words okay, so, well, like, how do you make sun tea? And the way you make, like, Freya's like, tell me how you make sun tea. She probably never even heard of either. But I said, so you put a jar and you put water in it and then you put the tea bags in it, but then you sit it in the sun for like 12 hours because the sun heats the water so that it steeps the tea. And um, I kept saying, using the word in Spanish for sit, like sitting in a chair, you sit it in the sun and she was so Confused and I could tell she was confused. And I said, What what am I saying? And she didn't speak hardly any English. And she said, You keep using this word sentar, sentar and, and sentarse. And she said, But I don't understand what you mean. And I kept I couldn't think of another word to say. I was like, Well, you sit it in the sun. And really, set is the word that we should have used in English, even. So I was like, even wrong in my own language.
1: But she didn't know that word probably in Spanish.
2: Right. For set it. For to set it, but I should have said like to please sit in the sun, but like nothing else came out. And so finally I realized, okay, it's this verb that she's having a problem with. And I said, well, I can't think of anything else. Like you tell me what you're thinking about. And she drew a picture on the whiteboard of like a chair and then like a jar of tea sitting on a chair. And she said, this is what I'm thinking about with what you're saying. A jar of tea sitting on a chair out in the sun. And I was like, oh, I totally did it. and I don't know if I ever came up with the word for place in the sun, but like we eventually made that communication happen. But I just remember thinking how some of the words that we use, and like a real simple one is like hot dog. Like the first time that I was trying to train, like hot dog, and I was like perro caliente, I was like oh. That sounds really weird. <laughs> but like for us, hot dog is just totally normal, you know,
1: yeah. so. Yeah. Learning another language helps you to learn your own language. Mm-hmm. I mean, you realize how weird it is to say you have a frog in your throat or you, you're you so hungry you could eat a horse. Immediately when you try to translate that, someone's like, please <laughs> never try to eat a horse, you know, or why is there a frog in your, in your neck, you know, is, is the way it comes out, you know. Any other, Lepleys, come on. You guys got to have something. Clayton's looking <laughs> at death. Not <laughs> 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 yeah, good point. <laughs> Think about that. We go to Freya. Do you have anything
6: for me? Well, just, I have this um, professor in English, and she's here. Oh, actually. she's here? yes. What? Yes. What? Yes, Chelsea, you're my supervisor. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that job that I took. Yeah. I so, sometimes, you know, Chelsea, um, Chelsea uh, teach me uh English, well, um, new English vocabulary. I wanted so, to be,
3: I want her to be well welcomed in the United States because. Yeah, thanks, to visit. thanks for that.
6: So, the <laughs> other day, I had to apply what I learned. Yes. So, I had to tell my boss, who is here too. <laughs> <laughs> this is Scott And I had to tell him uh, I don't have time for your shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> was and
0: he
1: was so proud. <laughs> that's, that's, wait a wasn't yeah. offended, just
6: proud. I was
1: so that worried, a but first. yeah. <laughs> no, wait a second. You taught her the word shenanigans?
6: I taught it. She yes. said it was I taught important, it, important for me. I, I taught it. That 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 it's really important
3: word <laughs> shenanigans, the word. But also the whole phrase, like, and how to use it in context that was critical. Yes. So we practiced. I have the, the phrase in a post She's you t- yes. note with it on me.
2: What's funny is Erin's looking at you like she's never heard that word in her life. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you how to say shenanigans. Wait. Chelsea's What's from Arkansas. <laughs> I seriously want to know do you
1: even know what that is? Shenanigans?
6: I mean, I've heard it used before, but <laughs> she's,
2: she's never used it herself. You've already one up Aaron when you
5: English. Clayton, do you know what it is? I think so. You could, I could probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but I think like that's one of the things like growing up and like speaking Spanish. Whenever you're younger, is like you lose a lot of the English vocabulary oh, from yeah. the kids growing up yeah. the whole yeah. time in the states. So, like we'll hear words now, and we're like. Does that mean? Yes. Yes. It was like a vocab word in like third grade or something. I was like. <laughs> 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 shenanigans was never on the test. No, oh, it was <laughs> on mine. <laughs> in Stop. ninth grade. That's
1: why I won the fourth grade spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I <laughs> imagine- shenanigans.
3: Uh, oh. I haven't it- <laughs> <laughs> used it in a
1: sentence. <laughs> don't think we were
3: shenanigans.
4: <laughs> it's always interesting translating for teams when they're giving testimonies. Oh, yeah. Because you're always like, where's this guy going with this? And how am I going to translate it? <laughs> <laughs> So these people have yes. any idea what they're saying? That's so true. Yes. Have it's, you
2: ever given them a new testimony?
4: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> because this is
4: what he meant to say. Right.
0: Because you didn't, un, you like, you didn't know how to translate what they were saying into Spanish, right? Because so in the, they love God and they've always. Loved God. <laughs> and they always Amen. That's powerful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, cool. Wow, okay, so this is good. We're going to end the shenanigans here, and we are going to (laughs) now... We are going to now... Go
3: ride our tricycles.
1: thank you. (laughs) Call back to the fun fact uh, from the the start. Thank you, Lepleys, for being with us. It's been really awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and Mm -hmm. um, we have kind of a tradition. In a few moments, we're just going to kind of say, you know, our name, and just kind of go around the circle, and we are the worthless servants, right? But I would just like to ask... Emily, if you would tell us if people want to get a hold of us or want to kind of tell their crazy stories, where can they
2: do that? Yeah, find us on Facebook, Worthless Servants Podcast. You can also find us online at Mesoamericagenesis.org at the podcast tab.
1: Awesome. So I am Scott Armstrong. Let's go to the left. <laughs> I guess I'm Emily Armstrong. <laughs> Dan Lovely. Clayton Lovely. I'm
3: Freya Galindo. I'm AJ Fry. Aaron Lefley. And I'm Chelsea Fry.
1: And we are the Worthless Servants. We're more Worthless Servants today. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk with you next time.
0: For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.